right. And we're back. Um, this is Carrot Juice. Welcome to the 10th episode, the Mortal Kombat reaction. Get this lighting right. Okay, that's better. It's a little bright. All right. Um, yeah, so welcome to Carrot Juice. Thank you for taking the time to... Um, indulge and enjoy this content. I've really enjoyed producing it and uh, bringing it to you guys. So I just have some housekeeping before we get into it. So if you haven't already, make sure you like, you subscribe to the video. If you're watching it on YouTube, um, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, provide me with some feedback, uh, any review or anything that you leave would be greatly appreciated. Uh, today is April 27th. I have no complaints in life, no, no excuses, and I'm enjoying producing all of this content. Um, so uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, okay? So the first thing I wanted to start off with uh, regarding uh, this show in particular, I wanted to talk about Mortal Kombat. Uh, this is a spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the movie already, I highly recommend that you go to HBO Max. You check out the movie before you watch this episode. I'm going to not be doing a full review, but I'm going to be reacting to the movie. And if you haven't seen it already, it kind of defeats the purpose. So if you haven't done so already, make sure you go and check out the movie on HBO Max. Okay, so without without further ado, let's get into it. The first thing I wanted to cover about the movie was the origins of Hanzo Hasashi, better known as Scorpion. If you have ever played a Mortal Kombat game or watched one of the movies from back in the 90s, Scorpion was one of the original Mortal Kombat characters. And for the longest time, he had been depicted as a vengeful character, an evil character, uh, one that has the wrath on, and fire and, you know, squirt skulls and fire breathing, all that stuff. The infamous get over here with his kunai ripping into somebody's face, right? So this movie, the way it started off, it actually showed the origins behind why Scorpion is that way and what was the underlying thing that made him become so vengeful. So I thought it was very interesting and very cool the way they went back and actually showed us what um, he was going through and what happened to his family and the reason behind why he has been so uh, dead set on um, seeking revenge for the slaughter of his family. So in the first scene there, what we saw was we saw uh, the leader of the Lin Kuei clan, a rival clan of Scorpions, uh, Shirai Ryu clan. So they're feuding ninja clans and um, the Lin Kuei assassins pretty much wiped out all of Scorpions clan, including his wife and uh, daughter, I believe, or son, um, his family, you know, uh, wiped them out, you know, froze them. So that's what we saw in the initial scene. And the 
the fighting, the action sequences, I thought they were very well done in this film. Um, it didn't feel cheesy like uh, how it did in Annihilation. We talked about that in a past episode. Uh, Annihilation, let's just forget that ever happened. It was a really, really poor done movie. It felt like they had, like their budget just constricted them so much in that film. And it really showed in the end product. That is not the case in this movie. This movie, everything looked polished, looked very well done. The initial fight scene between Scorpion and Sub-Zero was stellar. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, outside of that, there are also some teasers in there, some things that happen right after that that I don't want to get into because if you by any chance hadn't seen the movie I don't want to spoil everything so I'm going to leave some things there so we'll move on past that we we figured out in this movie why Scorpion is vengeful why after well okay I will say this Scorpion ultimately ends up in hell and the fire that he breathes the you know his superpowers, all that comes from those, the nether realm is what they call it in uh, Mortal Kombat. And nether realm, in so many words, is basically hell. Um, and he was in hell and has been seeking revenge on Sub-Zero and those who killed his family for the longest time. That's how it ties into in the other movies why he always was on the evil side, but it's a reason behind it. And I thought that was, um, a good job, job well done by the director in this one for, uh, giving us that insight. I love to get backstories on characters in movies. I think it just humanizes even the, the villains or what you thought was a villain in a movie. You, you can't beat that. I think that's what Marvel does so well. They do a good job of highlighting and actually humanizing their villains. Like, I believe the Infinity War and um, the Marvel movies just in general have thrived by, by that. Like, Thanos really carried those last two movies because he was just one of the coolest um, villains I'd ever, you know, watched on a movie. And... They did a good job of moving that over into this Mortal Kombat movie, actually. So, in comes uh, the lead character in this movie, which uh, was Cole. So, I believe Cole Young. Um, and he didn't know who he was when when you first start watching him in the movie. And, and as the movie progresses, you... It, it gets uncovered and you start to see more of his true potential developing. So it was like a coming of age type of story. I think when he first started, he was fighting in some MMA, you know, type of combat and getting his butt kicked actually. Uh, but the way they introduced the new character, I thought that was well done. If I had any gripes on the movie, uh, he was kind of a lame character in a way like he really didn't give us much as far as like comedy or um like his acting or his 
you know, delivery with things kind of bland, but I did hear he signed on the actor there. He signed on for four movies. So there's a potential that there's going to be three more movies and they're going to kind of have a saga with this. And I'm all for that. So if that's the case, uh, I think we're in store for some great films uh, moving forward out of this uh, franchise because how long had it been? Almost 26, 26 years since the original Mortal Kombat in 95. That's way too long as far as I'm concerned. Man, can't get this phone from falling. All right. Okay. Uh, so with that being said, let's move on to the next point that I had. And uh, before we do that, we are going to have a break from the, we're going to have a, a message from the sponsor actually, and then we'll get right back to it. to give a backstory on Mortal Kombat and what it actually means. A lot of people don't know what that means, so uh, I'll explain it to you. So, uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, it's a fight between realms, Earth Realm, and Outworld. So, Outworld I'll just explain it now. Outworld is one of the many realms of reality in the Mortal Kombat universe, a dark and desolate land. It has long been the victim of various despotic tyrants, whatever that is. Uh, sounds gnarly. Okay. <laughs> that have ruled the realm through violence and terror. It is home to various races and a menagerie of monstrous beings, many of which are still unknown. What a great word, menagerie. I'm going to have to incorporate that into my vocabulary. Okay, so Outworld, a desolate place um, ruled by tyrants and terror over the years, are fighting Earth Realm in a death tournament. And it comes up comes along after so many years and there's chosen warriors on both sides that are fighting for the fate of their realms. And in Earth's case, uh, the fate of Earth, because after Outworld wins nine straight tournaments, after Outworld wins, Nine straight Mortal Kombats is what it's called. The death tournament that I'm referring to. On the 10th win, if they win 10 times, they can conquer the realm and conquer Earth. So, Earth, in this movie, Earth had lost nine Mortal Kombat tournaments and the 10th is coming. It's not here yet, but it's coming. So that's kind of how they set 
this film up. So Mortal Kombat is a death tournament between various realms in this fantasy world. And the different characters of Earth, the warriors of Earth are chosen and they're chosen by, they have a marking. It's like a dragon sigil tattoo that comes onto their skin if they're a chosen warrior to fight in this death tournament. If you know anything about Mortal Kombat, it started as a fighting game on Sega. I played it endlessly with my brothers growing up. It was just a good time. I was probably, what, like eight or nine when I first started playing it in 95. Uh, and it was always like really gory, but all of the characters seemed so cool. Like I remember uh, for the first, I don't know, four or five Halloweens I can remember, m me and my brothers, uh, two brothers, me and my brothers, we would always ask my mom to uh, let us be ninjas for Halloween. And a lot of that came from the influence that I had of playing Mortal Kombat, watching the movies, because I always loved Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero was my favorite character because one of my favorite character, uh, favorite colors growing up was blue. He was blue. He could control ice. He just was super cool. I mean, he had uh, a, a slide move that like nobody could really figure out. He was just a very cool character, and he could freeze people. Uh, so that like this movie, and that's why I felt so passionate about like sharing this with you guys, because like, this is like a piece of my childhood, um, playing Mortal Kombat with my brothers is some of the fondest memories I have of playing video games, period, because I've always been a fan of fighting games. And I was talking to a friend about this earlier. It's like, I think I like fighting games so much is because there's no, you can't blame anybody but yourself if you lose. Pretty much is what I'm saying. So it's always been fun uh, to follow the lore of Mortal Kombat. And a fun fact about Mortal Kombat, it's one of the only fighting games that's super popular that still like has tournaments and everything to this day that's actually was made in America uh, by Midway Games, I believe. So because uh, a lot of the fighting games like Tekken, Street Fighter and all of these Japan you know, Chinese, China. Uh, so it's a homegrown American game that has stood the test of time. It has a lot of lore, has very unique characters and it's gory as all get out. Uh, I, I don't believe you will be like, if you're squeamish, do not watch this movie. I'll say that. But the character the delivery, the trademark is consistent with Mortal Kombat in this film, to say the least. Okay. Um, some other things uh, that I wanted to get into. I thought, oh, I, I saw on uh, social media or whatever, some people complaining about um, the movie in a way. And, um, I looked at some of the gripes that people had a little bit. Usually I stay off of social media 
when it comes to movies and people's reactions, because even if somebody reacts to it and says or reviews it and says that they didn't like it, I still will watch it because everybody has their own unique taste, right? But this person in particular, they were dragging uh, the person that was cast as Liu Kang. Let me see if I can pull it up in this movie. Let's see here. The most recent Mortal Kombat. Let's look at the cast. So people were dragging the guy who got, oh, here it is. Ludi Lin. So they were dragging this guy because he apparently didn't look like uh, Liu Kang uh, as far as they were concerned uh, compared to like the uh, 95 version of Liu Kang. I thought he did a good job. Uh, the 95 Liu Kang was unreal as far as uh, his level of fitness and everything. But I thought, uh, was it Ludi Lin, the most recent cast Liu Kang? I thought he did a good job of displaying Liu Kang's like, uh, personality and his demeanor like he is a hero he is a good guy he's noble um he's disciplined and i believe all of those traits shown through in this movie like i felt like i was watching a a decent re representation of what Liu Kang represents in the mortal Kombat universe so i understand why some people had that gripe because the way he looked he wasn't as diesel and ripped and everything as the original Liu Kang, but all in all, I still think that they were spot on for the most part with cast and everybody unsung. Um, well, let me not get there yet. We have one more uh, message from the sponsor and then we will wrap this up. And then I have a surprise for everybody. <laughs> guest let me get my beverage so let me introduce let me introduce the golden retriever loving <laughs> taco eating off rhythm dancing yep wine loving puppy whispering my girlfriend Megan. Hello. So, we are here on the Carrot Juice Podcast. Megan's been asking me for the longest time to be on the podcast to talk about, we don't know. <laughs> Anything. So, I thought it would be cool, and she thought it would be cool to talk about 
a movie that we recently watched. That movie being Mortal Kombat. We caught it Saturday? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, and just a little background. Did you know anything? No, no, before we get there, what type of movies do you usually like? Honestly, probably comedy, a little bit of action, no horror, just very basic movies. What about movies that have blood? If it's not very gory, I can do it. But don't ask me to watch a Saw movie. She said not very gory. No. <laughs> and we're talking about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so just easy. I mean, um, what did you think just off its face in general, not knowing anything about the movie off the bat? What did you think of the movie uh, that we watched Saturday? Yeah, I mean, with no background knowledge other than your video game that you play, yeah. I thought it was well made. Mm-hmm. There was a lot to it that I didn't know, but as you explained, in the first 10 minutes to stop asking questions, you'll figure it out. And I was able to figure it out. Yeah, and let me let me just uh, interject right here. I'm the type of person that if I'm watching a movie, I just want to watch the movie. Don't ask me questions about said movie because I'm not going to tell you because you're going to figure it out in the movie. But in my defense, I thought I needed to know the characters ahead of time. Yes. Uh, I could. The plot is pretty much they're fighting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there's stuff that's there, but I don't know. That's just like a little peeve of mine. It's just like if we're watching the movie, you're asking me questions about the movie, you're going to figure it out in the movie. I don't want to be the person to tell you because you will figure it out. So usually I'm the type of person to just like, keep watching. Yeah, that's exactly what you said. <laughs> to keep but, watching. Yeah, but I'm um, sorry to sidetrack you there but like okay general first impressions of the movie anything that stood out to you jet like you were surprised by that you enjoyed first of all what was your favorite part i think my favorite part was probably the part that got me was and i don't know her name Mm -hmm. the lady with the wings okay when she was diving down Mm -hmm. sure and she got sliced in half by the other guy's hat that turned into like a chainsaw basically yeah so it was it was Kung Lao doing work. Sure. Kung Lao doing work. Yeah. So um, I kind of gave Megan a like, brief synopsis of what Mortal Kombat's about. It's about the team deathmatch where Earth is pretty much fighting for um, to save the world, pretty much. But one thing that I took away and that I really liked about this movie was how they actually humanized Scorpion. And they actually let you, you know, learn his backstory a little bit. Because you didn't know much about characters. No. So, how did you feel about how they started to, like, let people know more about some of the characters? Yeah, I mean, Scorpion's story was cool. And I think I know who Scorpion is. He's the guy in the very beginning, right? Mm -hmm. And his family was frozen. And this whole time, I thought he was... Yeah, they were frozen. (laughs) The whole time, I thought he was going to come back and basically avenge their death, which in a way he did, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't so much about just getting back for his family. It was more about saving the whole world. So there was that whole aspect I didn't even know was in Mortal Kombat. I just thought it was a bunch of people running around doing Kung Fu, fighting with swords, one-on-one battles. Yeah. And they, like in all of the beginning movies, like I talked about it earlier, like Scorpion was always seen as the evil one. He always had like, 
fire, skulls, you know, like, you know, wrath from hell or whatever. And it was kind of cool that they like showed you, like took you behind the curtain as to why he had that rage. I thought that was done very well. What did you think? Well, what did you think about, um, well, first of all, who was your favorite character in the movie? I think his name is Kano, the guy who had all the comedic relief. Yeah. It was a little savage the way he turned on him, but that actually made me enjoy the movie more because if not, I would have just been lost the whole time thinking who's fighting who, why are they fighting each other? But it was like nice little breaks in between. Yeah. Let me, uh, find out here real quick who that actually was, because I was, I was looking up, uh, some of the people, but I thought he, he saved the movie in a way. If that guy that played Kano, (laughs) let me not call him that guy that played Kano. (laughs) Um, he has some nice quips and I was looking at some reviews like early on about the movie and they were saying how like he saved the movie in a way. So Josh Lawson. So he did a good job. Nice one liners. Very funny, like breaking the almost breaking the third wall in a way. Um, So if I had to say who my favorite character was. mm, I'm going to have to say. I'm going to have to say in this most recent one. It's probably Kano as well. <laughs> Kano was very uh, funny in this one. Um, true to Kano form, because like in previous Mortal Kombat, I don't know if you know knew this, like Sonya and Kano are like mortal enemies. You did tell me that during the film. Yeah, so like she hates his guts. Right. And I believe in the 95 film, she kills him. Okay. Like she breaks his neck. But in this one, she just holds him hostage. Yeah, but she was on her way to doing that, and then <laughs> things changed. But I liked how they actually had them work together for a bit, and then, you know, Kano, Kano, whatever. So, what was your, if you had to pinpoint it, what was the least favorite part about the movie, if you had to pin, pin it down? <sighs> I don't... Mm. I mean, I don't know enough about it to say there was like a weak point per se, mm-hmm. but I honestly feel like, and it's kind of a bigger picture. I think they could have done a better job of casting Cole's family. Like I felt like they were just kind of in the movie, but there wasn't a big purpose. Like they were safe in Gary, Indiana. And then this thing with forearms comes and tries to get him. Gorilla. Obviously he shows up and saves the day, but yeah. they were never really in like, severe danger to my knowledge at any point you could just kind of tell the whole time they're gonna be good i don't know goro had his chance there when they was on in but the it truck. was right in the movie where he was supposed to be finding out what his like superpower was they, so they, you knew yeah. that that was going to come during that battle because the movie was winding down yeah. they were all going to go to that i don't know what you want to call it yeah. back to this zone in the middle of nowhere and have this big fight in this arena yeah and let's just say this too Cole's superpower is lame. Kind of sucked. It was like a, it was like an <laughs> Aquaman long like his everybody else like Kano has a radar beam out of one eye. Um, who else? Liu Kang can shoot fireballs. Uh, Kung Lao has a a hat that he can you know turn into a saw blade. And then this guy Cole has absorbs. a long sleeve golden shirt. Yeah, he just absorbs and, energy and throws it back. And a police rod. Two police rods. <laughs> like, 
and it like it, it, it kind of seemed like it was playing off of um black panther in a way that's exactly what i told you in the movie yeah i bit that off you yeah but it, it does seem like it was playing off of that and i was just like so what is he like gonna like shoot it out of his like shoot the energy out of his chest like a care bear or what is going on so yeah he got a long sleeve shirt and some and some rods and like Spoiler alert, again, I already said up front, like, if you haven't watched this movie and you still watch this by now, it's your own <laughs> You're so well. problem. But I'm still going to leave some stuff there just in case uh, people still want to go watch it. I highly recommend it because it was very well done. Um, there's some very creepy parts, so I would say if you got some young some young little whippersnappers, some crump snatchers, probably shouldn't be watching it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just no. <laughs> they're toddlers. They're drunk sailors, okay? No, they're crump snatchers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, let me let me, let me me think. So with that, knowing what you knew about Mortal Kombat and now seeing that movie, are you interested in watching a sequel? Because it looks like it's going to be a sequel. Yeah, I mean, I I do want to see it play out where they have. I think it's like the 10th battle, whatever it comes down to, and the Earth can really only lose one more time before I think they're all enslaved. So, yeah, I mean, for somebody who's never seen it before, I think that's a great segue into watching a sequel. Yeah. So, oh, and I didn't get into, like, my... I just feel like I'm interviewing her the whole time, but (laughs) let me add some stuff, too. I would say my least favorite part of the movie probably had to do with it not actually having the tournament in this one like in this one like we're gonna watch the 95 movie yay but but the 95 movie actually has the tournament in this one this was like the prequel to that so they were shang sung and then like the evil characters in this one the foes were trying to circumvent the tournament and like kill earth's warriors before the tournament but it's something about the actual tournament in the movies is actually pretty sweet, which you'll see in the 95 movie. Um, right. Oh, well, that's been 10 minutes already. <laughs> so um, in closing, what are, what is something that's a takeaway that from you that you learned about the Mortal Kombat movies that you can take into the next one? Somebody mm-hmm. from a perspective of a girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, it's not cheesy. I really thought it was going to be this cheesy, like, 90s vibe where... Mm -hmm. And even when Kano said the MC Hammer Pants, like, I was expecting them to have Mm -hmm. costumes in the movie like that. But I think it was really well done with how all the characters did have their role, came together. I mean, it's it's worth a shot. For anybody who doesn't know anything about it, Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you just wasted an hour and a half of your life, but yeah, and it's worth a shot. I I enjoyed it. Shockingly, I enjoyed it because awesome. that morning you told me we're gonna watch it, and I was girlfriend approved. Yeah, I was dreading it all it's day, but it is girlfriend approved from me. So uh, a thing that I'm also say to just in closing as well, um, if you don't have, and this is not a commercial for HBO Max, I'm I'm just <laughs> saying, just legit, I'm a customer of theirs. I've had it for like four months now. Every like couple of weeks, there's a release that's like out in theaters that is on HBO Max. And they have great, like they don't have that much as far as quantity, but the quality of everything they have on there is stellar. I've watched uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. 
I watched uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, which I did a reaction on. The this... new Wonder Woman? Wasn't there a Wonder Woman? Yeah. There's some Marvel Wonder that Woman came out. Wonder Woman 1984. I've seen, and of course, this Mortal Kombat most recently, but it's always some really good movie that's on there, like almost every other week. So I would highly recommend getting HBO Max if you haven't already. And with that being said, I think that's a good close. I just wanted to do a reaction in this. I didn't want to do a full review. Um, I think we reviewed it pretty well, though. Yeah, a good reaction. First impressions, you know, girlfriend approved somebody that didn't know anything about the movie. Um, gory as heck. Uh, there's some teasers in there that I'm not going to talk about. But like there's some creepy moments that are just really loved. And then after you guys watch it, like interact with me. Uh, I'm going to post uh, this on YouTube and just get into the comments and let me know what you thought about, a mo about the movie, what your favorite scene was, or uh, if you're looking forward to a sequel and we'll go from there. But with that being said, that's been another uh, episode of carrot juice. I can't even talk right now. Drinking brew. So, <laughs> <It's the tequila. laughs> so what I'm going to say is, um, Please subscribe, like the video if you're watching on YouTube to help out with that algorithm. Um, I release these every Tuesday. I really enjoy producing it, and I hope you guys are enjoying the content as well. So love somebody, hug somebody, drink something good, eat something good, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Bye. Bye. Don't mock me. Good. I did good. I did so good.